0: Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. This is Alex. And today we're
1: talking about dating in Berlin with a very special guest who wrote a book about dating
0: in Berlin. And do you know what that book is called? Dating in Berlin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously we'll be we'll learn what it's like to date in this big metropolitan hodgepodge that's Berlin. And it'll also involve what it's like to date a German, you know, using these social apps with uh, German men. It should be interesting. Should be interesting. Let's uh, Let's dive right in. Okay. <laughs> Deutsch? Today's episode is brought to you by Lingoda. We decided to team up with them again because this online language school is such a great resource to learn Spanish, English, French, and of course, German. They help you to learn a second language with real live experienced teachers with very small classroom sizes of only three to five students, which I like. So the teachers can focus more on helping you to beef up your language skills with real conversations and also grammar lessons. Lingoda is currently offering a seven day free trial offer in which you can take one private lesson or three group lessons. Again, totally free. They offer classes 24 hours a day, seven days a week, which means you can be flexible and choose what time works for you. And you know, learn from the privacy of your apartment, car, boat, wine cellar, whatever. Try the seven day free trial today. And if you want to stay with Lingoda, be sure to click the link in the episode description or use our discount code Americans in Germany. That's all caps, one word, Americans in Germany to get a 30% discount on your first payment.
1: Yeah. And again, thank you to uh, the fine people at Lingoda. They've held us up before. Fun working with them. And uh, I hope all of you who are trying to learn German We'll take
0: advantage of this exclusive AGDW offer. <laughs> yeah. And you know what else is pretty sweet? Welcome to, <laughs> nope. Yep, uh, go ahead. Okay, keep going. What, what, what's sweet, Jeff? I was, gonna say, well, I was gonna say, you know what else is pretty sweet? Episode 137, and welcome to that episode, 137. Oh, nice. We are here, and we're excited. It is a Whiskey Wednesday. How you guys doing? You guys all right? Hope so. Ah, oh, okay. That was a time,
1: yeah. <laughs> that wasn't there, respond. Like Blue's Clues. <laughs> Uh, are you ready to just get, get to the nitty <laughs> the, the gritty? Oh, wow, it's so awkward today. Let's just get into it. Let's get <laughs> to the shout outs and whatnot. So uh, the Deutschland 49 euro ticket is finally here.
0: Yes, uh, pre-sales. So it's not actually usable, but they are pre-selling. Um, so you can buy it on the app. Not, not at machines yet. But what I've heard is that um, it's not as exciting as it was touted to be anymore. Um, oh, great. Because some people were asking like, oh, well... Um, Will my current abo, my current yearly subscription, will just switch over to the forty nine euro ticket? The answer is no. Oh, really? No, because they're not quite sure if you want that to happen. Because oh,
1: because I'm paying twenty nine euro right now. Because Berlin the abo is thirty euro a month.
0: Yeah, yeah, and this is forty nine euro a month. So like, they're really saying like, really go online and check. The specifications of this new ticket and see if it's even worth switching. You might be worth just staying with whatever ticket you have now. Okay, um, it's not it's not as sweet a deal as the nine euro ticket that we had over the last summer. So um, yeah, so, so
1: politics got involved and kind of made it not as good.
0: Yeah, but oh, but what happens is once this becomes in full effect, the twenty nine euro ticket will dis it's gone. It's just dis- will disappear because the twenty nine euro Berlin ticket was just a stopgap until this ticket came out. So that means that it should be forty nine after that goes away. It should. Yeah, but you won't automatically be. What i heard what I, read, what I read online is you won't be automatically switched to it. There'll be like a will be like a month or two where both will coexist, but then the 29 euro ticket will slowly go away. Um, yeah, and then you might be just switched back to a normal Berlin abo. Don't know.
1: Weird. Yeah, yeah. I guess it depends what Berlin's gonna do. Are they gonna go back to like the 60 euro or go with 49 euro? And if it does do 49 euro, will it only work for Berlin or will it work all around the country?
0: Interesting yeah. questions. Well the, f- well, the the whole thing about the forty nine euro ticket is it's supposed to work throughout Germany? No, th- that that's clear. But if the abo I'm
1: using right now in Berlin, if they make that forty nine euro, is it just for Berlin, or will they make that also? Well,
0: it's the Berlin abo, so it wouldn't suddenly just work for everywhere. Because it did the nine euro ticket did. did. Yeah, but that was just because of this. Again, the the good times we had are all gone. Let's just say that. Great. So like that. Don't expect to be as excited about this ticket as we once were. That was a temporary thing, and they're letting us know once we have time to think about things, things become pricier and less exciting. So, yep, exactly. <laughs> and thank you to Torsten for the amazing donation the other day. Um, over the years, uh, you, Torsten, have sent a few different donations, uh, so you've totally gone above and beyond. Thank you so much for supporting us Thank you, Justin. as the, as the tears, uh, it was the tears. Yeah. There are also lots of tears. Tears yeah. of happiness. Yeah. Tears of joy. Yeah. Now as the years go by, um, we definitely appreciate it. Um, and if any of you wish to also donate, you can do so anytime via our, our donation button, which appears at the bottom of all the pages of our website. As we've mentioned before, we are a nonprofit podcast. Um, and when we're sponsorless, all these expenses come out of our own pockets and just to give you a little rundown, you know, your donations help to pay for all expenses related to the podcast, including um, our podcast server and distribution fees, our website hosting and server fees, our website domain name fee, uh, to buy and maintain all of our uh, recording and audio equipment, uh, including cables, adapters, mixers, microphones, and of course, helps to go to pay for the whiskeys that we drink every month. So um, somebody had asked about where the donations were going in our last yeah. episode. So i um, just... So everyone knows um, that's, where, it that's, where, that's it where it's going. None of it is going to, uh, to our Xbox Game Pass or anything like that. So no. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Unfortunately, it's not. Unfortunately not. not. Yeah. You're not paying for our, for our video games, so no. that's a shame. Unless they had like a video game that was like a podcast trainee video game or something. Like, like podcast, podcast Podcasting, podcasting master class or something while we're improving ourselves to be better for them. And that didn't make sense true <laughs> sure it's like <laughs> podcasting with sonic the Hedgehog. you, you really <laughs> lost me <laughs> yeah.
1: but uh how, how are things with um with yourself mr jeff
0: uh pretty good didn't, didn't see you over the weekend yeah. um yeah my girlfriend was out of town and i took advantage of that time to do a lot of construction projects so nice. I, I so i finished that um table, table saw. saw. yeah diy table saw i was making finished that else did i do around the house yeah i did a few other just uh kind of messy construction projects that i know my girlfriend hates uh because yeah they're messy so that's fair and i, and I, and I kind of like when i'm doing projects like that i kind of like to be like focuses on my own and yeah, just, sure. and make all the mess i want and then at the end of the day then just go back vacuum you know just like just just instead of like you know keeping it all tidy in between just like just wreck the place and yeah then,
1: you you know you probably like get into the zone right
0: Exactly. So you just yeah. want to keep going. And it's like, okay, I'll leave that pile of dust there. I'll leave this here, or whatever. Like these metal shavings will be over here. Fuck it. You know, whatever. Uh, so anyway, so yeah, I was working on that and um yeah. Bought bought a new uh video game, but I fucked up on the download. So when I was sat down to like had everything, had my drink, had my snack, ready to ready to go. Yeah. And um Realize I didn't even properly like what I don't like is some of these games you download and it gives you, okay, these are the five things to download. And like one is the solo campaign and one is the multiplayer option. And and they're each like 30, 40 gigabytes or whatever. And I accidentally just downloaded the multiplayer option, which I could give a shit about. And as I was sitting down to play the campaign, and, oh, man. It, and it's like, oh yeah, 49 gigabytes, and which, you know, with my internet, it's not gonna happen in five minutes, so.
1: I was only in a game the other day, and you know what it gets like 60% done? It's like you can play, you can start playing now before the game's actually finished downloading. Oh, but if you play too fast, you'll meet the wall. So, well, I went to go play now, but I couldn't start the campaign or start anything. I just like go to the options, <laughs> scroll the options a bit, and I was look, like, well, that's. Look at the
0: menu. That's not fun. So, yeah. Yeah, well done. Well done. Well done me. Uh, but yeah my girlfriend was doing her bachelorette bachelorette weekend so uh mine was with her oh yes your girlfriend was there (laughs) as well um and if you saw instagram you'll you'll see the horrifying jeff face masks that they all used which is they're still laying right next to me and i i hate them because my my girlfriend uh... randomly puts them like in the bathroom and stuff and they scare the crap out of me
1: (laughs) i had to uh sneakily print those off uh, at work uh, and hide them from your fiance. So she wouldn't see them. Nice. So that was fun. I feel like your a little,
0: uh, James Bond. You know? It was good construction. You had like the paper and then you had like some blue cardboard and then like a straw as like a stick. It was lot going on there. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't put it together. I just printed out and brought the material. Oh, uh, cause I was, I was praising your work, but it wasn't no, your work. That was okay. Bobby right there. That was okay. all Bobby. Sorry. I have nothing. Yeah, nice, she was the, nothing nice to say to you. Then. No, she, was, she was a mastermind. <laughs> okay. I was a little
1: worker. But anyway, speaking of
0: little workers, I, I'm sure some little workers <laughs> Wait, work at a distillery to make some whiskey. <laughs> I mean, is it German distilleries? So they're probably not little. They're probably very tall. That's true.
1: Anyways, this is, a, yeah, this, this is a German whiskey. We haven't had a German whiskey in a long time. That's true. I like that recently we've, we've been branching out from only scotches, which we did for a while. It, we just got to a point where we were just getting bored with it. it yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to yeah. get bored of scotch. I love scotch. Yeah. No, that sucks. So what we have today is, it's called Hessisch Whiskey. And Hessen, for those who don't know, is a state here in Germany. So it's Hessisch Whiskey, malt whiskey batch 2022. And it's Aus Frankfurt. It is. Because Frankfurt is, within, is in Hessen. There you go. So it's malt whiskey Hessen, Deutschland, uh, five liter, 42% alcohol, and it's the offizielles Eintracht Frankfurt.
0: So it's the official whiskey of Eintracht Frankfurt, which is a Bundesliga football team. Right, but this is not a whiskey made by the football team. It's it's kind of like how, you know, Coca-Cola is the official drink of whatever. It's like, you know, it's so it's they're vaguely related, but yeah, it's not made for the just the footballing. So right,
1: exactly. And by football we mean soccer of
0: course. No. No, I mean football. Oh. That's what it's called.
1: Okay. (laughs) So for the Americans, don't get confused. A German whiskey is not
0: sponsoring an American football team. Don't worry, if I'm referring to American football, I will say American football. Okay,
1: Jeff. Uh, let's get to the whiskey again. Hessish whiskey. That's the name of it. It's very, it's a very German name. You know what is it? Hessish whiskey. That's the name. That's just that's it. Done.
0: It, any aging in there?
1: I know. I yeah, it. I almost got that I'm close. about to pop that bad, Larry. Um,
0: I don't see any aging. Hmm. Nope. Which usually means it wasn't aged long enough to that's wor- to worth to write it on there. So
1: right. My, my, it actually, is a very it is a very uh, uh,
0: Japanese color whiskey. A lot of the whiskeys that we've drank from Germany have all been very young like three years True. one year and I think the reason it, the color so light is because it's not in the barrel long enough to absorb exactly. any of the color from the wood so that's why it's so light yeah yeah exactly okay let's uh, pop it open oh that was a small little pop doodle he didn't mention it, but there is a scarf on this whiskey
1: yeah the whiskey does have a scarf is it the uh, Eintracht scarf no I can't be might be actually
0: can't tell. Anyways. Hmm. Don't know what to make of that smell. Again,
1: like last week, my nose is still a little bit stuffy. Did you get anything just now?
0: Uh, not, not not, a lot. Like, you know, that's not orange juice or
1: it could be anything. I, I'm not getting much okay. to be honest. So my flavor, my taste buds are going to be. Uh, I'll, I'll let you know if it's good or not. <laughs> yeah, you, you just tell me whatever you rate it. I'll, 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 I believe you. Tastes like whiskey.
0: <laughs> I can't really, I can't tell. Yeah, actually, it's pretty. It's pretty good. It's smooth, mm. interesting, and a nice slow burn. Yeah, I've got that. They're definitely a young whiskey. Yeah, for sure. Anyways, let's then, um, let's sip on that as we move on.
1: Let's get into. Well, before we do that, actually,
0: <laughs> come on, man. I know, almost you skipped have one it. One
1: job, Let's go. All of your favorite parts. <laughs> if you'd like to give us a five star want to have a podcast, you are more than welcome to do that. We read them all. They're very helpful to us. Yeah, And to other it, yeah. people who want to get into this style of podcast, helps them find this this podcast, you know, because we're number one. We're not. But well, you don't a, have to leave us a review. You could, you don't have
0: to, you could uh, create a German whiskey collection. Yeah, you, oh, you could do that. Also takes, also takes time.
1: You could uh, replace your shoelaces because they're probably really dirty and gross.
0: We should probably all do that. Yeah. Actually, good advice, Alex. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Uh, and also check out our website. It's agdwpodcast.com. Many do say it is the best website in the whole world. Galaxy, it went up a bit.
0: Yeah, a lot of people in Frankfurt said as well.
1: Yeah, Frank, I, they love it in Frankfurt. That it's huge in yeah. uh, in Frankfurt, and also check out our Instagram, which is at Americans in Germany podcast. That's where we do our live shows when we do them. If you missed it last week, that's too bad. It was great. Uh, oh yeah, we should
0: have mentioned. Yeah, we had a live stream last week. That, yeah, it was really fun. Actually, it was two weeks ago. By the time this uh, this recording comes out, true.
1: But okay. uh, yeah, it was really fun. And thank you for everyone who joined. We had a good time. Sorry for ending so abruptly. Next time I will put a charger on my phone.
0: No, we won't because then we won't be able to have the microphone connection. True. Go wireless charge it. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll t- but yeah. We can take one of the in, in, like induction chargers and just duct tape to the back of it. Exactly. Phone. We yeah. will. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll figure it
1: out. So if you didn't make it to that last one, then we'll probably do it again because I don't know. They're really fun. So again, thank you, everyone. Now, without further ado, let's get into dating
0: in Berlin with Lulu Johnson, the writer of the book dating in Berlin yes again she has the, a book uh, published last year um, in which she has gone over years and years of dating uh, in Berlin through various means Bumble Tinder etc and um, she has some great stories including uh, when she once dated an axe murderer a true story so true. Uh, yeah well, we'll talk to her about that and more and just have, have a little bit of a conversation about uh, you know finding the big L the big (laughs) hell the big loss love oh well well, well, yeah yeah either you're gonna get the loss or you're gonna get the love right it's one or the other it's one or the other today we have with us lulu johnson a self-described hopeless romantic from ireland who has recently published a book titled
1: dating in berlin
0: you knew that one tales of modern love and relationships and which is of course based off her years of experience you know dating in berlin Using Tinder, using Bumble, using all that fun—all those, those fun things—all those modern methods to date and to meet new people uh, while in this amazing city. So, thanks for joining us.
2: You're very welcome. Thanks a lot for having me.
0: Absolutely. People have asked us,
1: I think, many times about the dating scene in this city, and it is, I think, kind of famously
0: a little wild here. Yeah, absolutely. But like, you first, you start off in Ireland, and then, according to your book, you go traveling around Asia for a while. Now, what made you decide? Okay, I'm to go to Berlin.
2: Well, I have family here. I have an Irish aunt that lives here. So I went on a one-way uh. ticket to Asia with like, like, I didn't have a plan, but I was open to moving anywhere. And then it was coming to the end of the trip and I was like, fuck it, I'll go visit my, my auntie and see where that takes me. And I'm here eight years later, still having a great time, still living out my adventurous life, you know? <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's fantastic. Did your aunt warn you about Berlin in any way before you came? Like, because I'm sure you, you you're young, you want to know, like, hey, what what are things like? Did, did she was there any warnings, or she's just like, yeah, it's great, come on over.
2: Yeah, I see. I had been visiting Berlin for years. My first trip here was in 2001 when I was like 11, and then I'd been visiting yeah. as a teenager, like coming to party and stuff. So I knew what to expect. And I moved here because I loved the city every time I would visit. But her daughter warned me about the the city of like her uh, and I quote she said don't expect to find a relationship here uh, people come here for a good time not for something serious and I was like no way I can totally find what I'm looking for in a city of four million people I've come from a country of four million people so right. I'm sure it's going to be fine but uh, she was very very right uh, and here I am eight years later still looking for what I for what I want so
1: <laughs> so I, I'm wondering then, because you did mention this in your book and also just now. Uh, that Berlin was the city where you wanted to find love, and I find that out of all like the cities in Europe, they're really beautiful, kind of very a lot of more honestly romantic. That really, yeah, yeah, like, like bring more of that romantic Paris vibe and all that kind of. Paris, yeah. Prague, you know, is really beautiful. Even like Hamburg is more pretty. And you go to Berlin when I come to when I walk around Berlin, I don't get that. That lovey-dovey feeling. Yeah. romantic vibe here.
2: No. Oh no, it's grimy here. But no, I mean, I didn't come here with the sole intention of just finding love. But I came here to keep going on my adventures because where I'm from at home is super boring. That Fair. along with this new adventure, I, w- I was hoping to find love. But like, yeah, for sure. If I really wanted to find love, I would go to Paris and like wait under the Eiffel Tower for someone or something, you know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and when you arrived in Berlin, so you, you'd been here like plenty of times. So you kind of already knew roughly what german men were like i'm guessing by that point because i, I think fa- famously the word has gotten out that they're not they're kind of um i don't know what's the, what's the word cold, cold like on the first date they're kind of cold and they're, they're kind of unlike american men they're not the ones to make the first move and i've heard all these kinds of stories from yes girls. i've heard that yeah so like did, did you already know that going in and you're like no worries i'll, I'll get i'll get i'll break through this wall
2: I mean, God, I, I don't think I gave it that much thought, but I suppose we all have this idea of how Germans are, you know, this kind of stereotypical, right. maybe a bit uptight and things like that. But I mean, I've met some great Germans and I, I, I mean, I, I think I can also find really boring uptight Irish people as well. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I I didn't have too many expectations. I'll, I'll put it that way. I was very sweet and naive before I came to this town, honestly. And <laughs> I, I'm a broken bird now, honestly, you know, so. <laughs>
1: I th- I think that's that's a general experience of Berlin. You you come fresh, ready to ready to meet new people. It's cosmopolitan, and then three four years later, you you look like a shell of your former self,
2: worn out. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent.
0: But but it kind of wrecks you in a good way, though. You know what I mean? Like it it takes away kind of all that naive naivety and like just kind of breaks you down to like your essentials. And I feel like you get strong, you get stronger. You know what I mean? Like if you're more confident, you like. Berlin like breaks can, you down to build you up. Yeah, if you can survive those first like f- three, four years in Berlin, I think then you're here to stay. I think most people who, who can't, they're gone in the first year. They're like, I can't handle this.
2: Yeah, you build a thick skin when you, when you stay here over time, for sure. You become very hard. That's true. Like I'm a bitch walking down the street, unfortunately. I have that resting bitch face because I'm always really friendly. And like if I smile at someone, and they don't smile back. It kind of ruins my day a little bit, you know. So like, I stop smiling at people, and I'm and, well. I'm starting to like lighten up a bit more. But like, yeah, in Ireland, you walk down the street, you say hi to everyone, and here people don't even look at you. You know, so yeah, I think that's really sad.
1: And I, and I think like uh, when I was reading your first few uh, chapters, you you really explained those first few weeks like dead on what I felt. And I think a lot of people feel. Like look at this place. I can be who I want to be. I can dress how I want to dress. The sky is blue and the sun is shinier. And then you in, talked in, in about certain months. In, certain, in months. certain months, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and then you talked about what happens when you're here for like a year or two, and all the friends you have are now gone. Now it's winter and it's a little more depressing. Your German is not where it wants to be, and kind of that sunshine and rainbows does go away a bit. But I think like I I I, I well I did not read your whole book because we just you know we looked at it uh past week, but um. I think that feeling does, at least for me, it does come back. I don't know if I I felt the same way. Which which feeling? The the feeling of loving the city and like it's all rainbows and sunshine. Because I do love the city so much.
2: No, no, I do. Mm -hmm. Like I've just come back from two weeks in Malta, like friendliest people, most beautiful scenery. And I was kind of dreading coming back to Berlin. And I did arrive back at Frankfurt LA and I was like, this place stinks. It's disgusting. Look, look at everything, but like, it's, it's been a week and I'm delighted to be back. You know what I mean? So it does, it yeah. takes a minute, but because I appreciate the city because I've grown so much as a person as well from, from the yes. bad times and things like that. And you can meet people so easily, you know, you can, I have a huge group of friends. People are so open-minded that like, it, I would imagine for me, it would be very hard to leave forever, you know?
0: Yeah. hundred percent. In the beginning though, when, when you're kind of on your own, you only have like a few, a few friends, maybe you don't know that well. How did you find meeting people? How did you find those first few dates? You know what I mean? Like, wh- did you find it that, oh yeah, everybody's super open or did it take some time to, to get in there?
2: No, it's great because I remember being on Tinder the first week or two and an ad came up for this Girl Gone International page, something like that. Or it was called Girl Crew, actually. And that's where women like myself would arrive in Berlin, didn't know anyone, and then you can just build up some friendships. So I met a lot of- Oh,
0: cool. I didn't know Yeah.
2: It's so cool. I don't think guys are doing that. I don't think it's kind of a common thing. But so within a week, I had a little girl gang formed, you know what I mean? Which was nice. But those are the girls then that also left after the summer.
1: Right. I was about to ask that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So that was the issue. But since then- I have never had a friend leave Berlin. In the eight years that I've been here, no one else has left. So I've been extremely lucky, actually. And it, it's That's very fantastic. unheard of. Yeah. I'm even surprised to hear that, like, no one has left yet. So I'm blessed now to have a very solid group of friends that keeps growing as well.
0: And and it, were you meeting those first few guys through your friends or did you just jump right into Tinder and all that?
2: Oh, I jumped right in. Uh, my first ever oh, okay. Tinder date <laughs> was in Berlin and it was my second day arriving in Berlin. Like, Lulu was on a mission, you know what I mean? Um, wow. But, It was, it was kind of funny because I ghosted him like straight after. So I was new to online dating and yeah, I learned what it was to ignore someone after. (laughs) But I don't do it anymore.
1: (laughs) How old were you when you moved to Berlin?
2: Uh, I was going on 26.
1: 26. Okay. I was trying to get the mindset of, you know, where you are in, in life generally. Yeah. But At the same time, I feel like everyone who moves in their twenties to Berlin are all kind of in the same exact point. And then the five years you get worn down true
0: like you said you go down then you bring you come back up yeah. but you know, I I, know.
1: I, I I think it's hard to, i don't know i think it's hard to explain that worn down feeling that's not negative but i think when you say it, the other people live in a the city they understand what you mean by it
0: yeah does that make sense yeah i, I know what you mean yeah i don't know i'm not a writer yeah <laughs> i definitely had a point where I, i've gone through a love-hate relationship where there's like every three or four years there's like a month or two where i just like hate berlin i'm like ah could, there's somewhere better but then I, you eventually realize there isn't and then you stay you know there's no yeah. one better it's hard
2: if you've settled down, you don't want to leave because if all your friends are here, it'd be very hard. Like I, I imagined myself moving yeah. to Malta at one point, and then I was like, "But what about all my friends? And are they going to be as open-minded?" Because I went, um, I traveled there with a friend, and we met some people, and they were super close-minded. And then I just thought to myself, "Oh God, I can't imagine teaching someone, you know, what it should, you know, how you really shouldn't be saying these kinds of things." And this is really how it is, because in Berlin as well, when you're here long enough, you do become very open-minded and very accepting to lots to to most things and it's For not sure. like that everywhere and you have to remind yourself that we have our little bubble i would say
1: yeah i, I, yeah, I was about to say yeah. the same thing we we definitely have a bubble here and you do realize I, you know when i go back to the states and i hear people say things I'm like oh that's not but are, are we gonna have this conversation right now because is, is this worth having this conversation at the moment sometimes it is of course sometimes it really is but other times it's, it's just not it's not worth my time it's not worth it i'm, I'm not gonna change their mind you know it, it, you know it is what it is and you come back to berlin you realize wow, this is such a different part of the world. It really is its own little
0: beautiful accepting bubble. I always get uh, surprised when I've met a few people who absolutely hated Berlin after like six months, then moved away. And I still don't quite, I could get it being not your city, but like I've had people that just like, I've just spite and hate for Berlin. And I feel like- That's weird. They must not have given it the full the full go. I do I I mean?
1: understand a tourist hating it because being a tourist here can be difficult. But actually, if you actually lived here and you really hate it, I don't know. I-, I
0: I mean, not everyone. Not every city I mean, is for everyone, yeah, right? To each his own. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I've
2: never met anyone that doesn't actually like Berlin. I've I've always heard people say, "Oh, yeah, Berlin, it's amazing." Whatever. So,
0: yeah, it's it's weird. Now, for somebody who's like yourself, just moving to Berlin and wants to, you know, meet some people, maybe, maybe go on a date with a German guy or whatever. Do you have any like tips for the for 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 getting started? Because there are some people who maybe you know are you know I'm from a small little town in California who aren't really doing. Uh, online dating that kind of thing do you have any tips for people that are just starting out with that in a huge city like Berlin
2: god well I must say I do think that online dating has had its day I think people are really using and abusing the situation Uh, you know you get so many matches people are not writing back so I would say to people don't take it to heart if people aren't texting you back even if they've matched you you know I mean it's become so disposable this dating culture um and we have become very fussy as people as well you know if you don't like one thing about someone that you've just met you can just delete them from your life and move on to the next so (laughs) what i would say to someone is do not put your self-worth in the hands of total strangers who you've never even met online because a lot of uh, like a lot of women feel that you know i'm part of this group on facebook and one girl once wrote i feel really shit because these guys keep matching me we chat and then they delete me and i feel like and i'm putting it back on myself and i'm like that's literally what you should not do. These are total strangers who you've never met and you're letting them decide your self-worth and how you feel about yourself. So that's number one. Just don't allow strangers to validate you.
0: That's a great piece of advice. That's great advice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and like, who knows how shit these people could be. And yeah, exactly. They're determining your self-worth. And if you met them, you'd be like, oh, I don't, especially, I don't care especially about your Especially all the weirdos in Berlin, man. And like, <laughs> Don't let them judge who you are. I feel like with, and of course, it's like the old man kind of like yelling about modern things, but I feel like with, with online dating, you are right. People aren't, aren't trying as hard. You know what I mean? Like one, one thing comes up that you don't like and it's like, you're like, I can toss this girl because I know there's a 10 million more on the app, you know, to go. So it's, it's, it's like, people aren't really taking the time. I feel like with on, with online dating to really get to know people before they just toss them.
1: It's like a bunch of, uh, Jerry Seinfeld's, you know, I don't like the way she laughed. So Done, right? Yeah. Small little things. Right.
0: Hands too big, gone.
2: Yeah, it's the problem. It's the paradox of choice as well. You you just have so much in front of you that you just don't know what to choose and who to who to um, invest in. You know what I mean? So we are just disposing of everyone and we're all guilty of it. Like, you know, don't get me wrong. I have done it in the past, but I have grown up now in the last two years or so. And I've also just cut down on the amount of dates that I do because I just couldn't be bothered wasting my time meeting someone who isn't how I imagined them to be from their profile? You know the amount of <laughs> yeah, times I've right. met someone and they're so funny and chatty and text and they're good looking, and then you meet them and they have no personality whatsoever. Then and you're just like, why am I here?
0: You know? Because <laughs> I think, yeah, on chat you have so much time to think of that like witty remark or that witty r- witty response or whatever. But some people in real life just aren't aren't built that way. You know what I mean? Then you meet them and you're like, oh, okay, they're they're just. I mean, if everyone was
1: as interesting as they are online as they portray themselves. Then there'd be no average people you know yeah. it, it wouldn't make any sense no no not everyone in the world's that interesting that's just facts
2: you know the gifts that people send also makes a conversation seem so funny and hilarious, but it's actually you know it's it's really hiding how, how crap their own personalities are. I would say so yeah, if you're having a conversation with someone and they keep talking to you in gifts, be very aware because they probably just can't crack their own jokes so they're, they're just trying to make themselves more <laughs> entertaining you know
0: that's actually a really good point yeah, yeah. so have you had dates that you could tell that the person basically just out, out lied, outright lied on their profile, like either either like the picture was from like ten years ago, or they claim this this and it's about themselves. Then you find out like oh they don't know actually know anything about that.
2: I haven't had too many of those, but I did have a guy just around Corona time, and he seemed so funny online, and like he he kind of seemed to have an Irish sense of humor and the banter. But he was I forget now where he was from, but some country where I didn't expect him to have such banter, and I met him and he was a total mute. Like there was no chat out of him. Oh God. How is this possible? I was so annoyed with him, but like I, I hung out with him for like maybe two dates after that because it was like Corona time. And I thought, oh, maybe he'll warm up after like the second date, but he didn't. Oh, yeah. So I I did excuse myself yeah. and I said, oh yeah, it's Corona time. I need to start like reducing my contacts, but I just didn't want to hang out with him anymore. <laughs> but
1: <laughs> you you would think people would be a little more self-aware about how they're portraying themselves in a chat, a personal chat before you meet up with someone and then when you meet up you, I mean you know you're not being that person that you
0: were yesterday that's so weird it is hard though cuz there are people who are who lean more towards introverts and when you get to know them they are more open more jokey but in that first hang out if they kind of like freeze she gave him a few dates yeah no i know i know he, <laughs> he has a chance but i'm saying like, i could see why some people like they really want to be the outgoing person and they think they are but then, that's a fair point but that's then, fair in, but when in the light of day when they're actually with you know a girl you know at a table like oh god what yeah. do i say you know and then they just de- clam up freak you know? out of it, yeah. yeah
2: but that's why i think it's important to give people more than just one date you know because oh, i like that that's yeah you know and but i i have done that in recent times but it just never kind of works out but you know that that would be my other advice to people is don't just you know can i swear on this podcast
1: yeah. Oh, yeah, you don't already just, did once already, yeah. it's
2: do, <laughs> Just don't fuck them off after one date. I like that. Unless they're really waving red flags in your face. I was
1: going to see a bunch of red flags, then that's Yeah, then fair. run away,
2: obviously. But, you know, just give someone a chance because not everyone's as, you know, socially comfortable with, with new people as, as I am, at least, yeah, well, you know.
1: And I guess that that's also an interesting part about the online dating is a lot of times is that one date, it doesn't go well, then you move on, where I think... Before online dating, you meet someone as a friend of a friend. You might hang out here or there, get to know each other a little bit. through work. And then go on that first date after knowing each other probably for like a, a, at least a few days. You already have that contact as opposed to let's meet. Hey, you know what? It's been three hours. I don't like this three hours of you moving on now. And that's kind of wild when you think about
2: it. <laughs> yeah it's true actually yeah, like we judge people only knowing little things about them and just what small information they've given but and that's why i think it actually works better if you meet someone through a friend because you do have that background you know you have a reference as well references really help you know what i mean
1: yes and at least one common thing which is your friend you know yeah
2: yeah like you need at least one review about someone honestly you know true
0: (laughs) i mean maybe we're so judgmental because we're like okay we've arranged this date this should be the best version of you. You know what I mean? Like like you're trying to press you. I'm trying to, you're you're trying to press me. I'm trying to press you. And so if if you're coming off as bad from the get-go, you're like, okay, if this is as good as it gets, then I don't want to be around this. Maybe that's why we kind of get so judgmental so quick. I, don't I mean, know. I get, it's just
1: hard. Like, so I'm 32 years old. If I meet someone for three hours, that is such a microscopic amount of time of how long I, who, who I am as a human. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know, I
0: know. It's wild. I don't know. It's weird. I never thought about it that way until just this moment, but yeah what are some of the biggest red flags because you were talking about red flags what are the biggest red flags that you've come across on, on certain dates
2: instantly it can be kind of hard to pick up on them straight away but like I would say if you start dating someone but they're not but you can tell that they're being a bit distant at least that for mm. me is is a sign it's like well you need to know the attachment styles before you date someone right and I've realized that, you know like do you know the three attachment styles
0: yeah, I, I read them once in this like- uh, Secure, anxious, yeah.
2: and avoidant. I think the avoidant is, is is a big one that you need to look out for. If So if you've dated someone now for like a month or two and they're really not texting you or they're not reaching out to you, you feel like you're always reaching out to them. That's a red flag in itself that someone is probably an avoidant and it's not you, it's them. The reason why yeah. they're acting like that. But like there I guess there's lots of red flags of like how someone might, you know, if you go to the bar how someone is treating the waitress or something right or True. Yes. Um or if they tell you that their ex-girlfriend is crazy. The amount of guys that have said to me, "Oh, I'm ex is crazy, my ex is crazy." And I'm like, "You've told me now you've two crazy ex-girlfriends. Maybe you're the problem." Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> it's everyone else. It's not me. It's everyone yeah, else.
2: Definitely. And I think I think if you Notice how someone talks about other people. That That's a red flag. And if you hear that, oh, myself, my ex-girlfriend or my ex-boyfriend, you know, this, this, and this happened. I'm like, mm, you know, why are you telling me these things? And is is it them or is it you?
0: Right. And why, why do you feel the need to talk negatively about everybody in your past? That's yeah. also a huge red flag yeah. for sure. Like usually that stuff that comes up, you know, you've been dating a few months, then you're talking about the exes more and that kind of thing, right? For sure. Now, what would be your perfect first date in berlin that, that a guy would offer to you like a good, a good place to meet up or a good thing to do
2: i've had lots of really lovely first dates um i like the summers of just sitting at the canal with a beer and just chatting
0: yes späti beer yeah spätie
2: beer beers going on then to a bar maybe having a bit of a dance and whatever um just keeping it simple like that i i have oh i went on a meal one time with a guy after work that was so awkward because he we just weren't a good match and we were stuck together at a meal and I was like, right, well here it he is now. <laughs> he was he was really into me and he was like, Oh, so you like comedy shows? Maybe we should go to a comedy show together sometime. And I was like, Yeah, sure, yeah. And uh, you know, then like when I got home I texted him being like, sorry, but it just wasn't a good fit for me. And he just deleted me straight away rather than be like, Okay, no problem. He just like Oh, he got angry? Yeah, I was like, I could've ghosted you just as much, you know.
0: <laughs> True. Yeah, sometimes it just doesn't work out Like, I mean, it's th- don't take it personally, you know
2: Exactly, and that's what I write about in the book About rejection as well uh, Like how to deal with rejection, how to take it And again, don't take it personally all the time People have a thousand one reasons why they reject you But just be as kind to people as you can as well, you know And don't contribute to the the disposable dating culture By just ghosting someone Now, I know I said that I ghosted someone But that was literally like eight years ago But I tend to be very honest <laughs> with people You know, I mean, like, you can give me that You will grow I mean, I just tend to be honest with people now. If if I just don't think it's going to go anywhere, because you can always become friends with someone. And I mean, Berlin is such a small bloody town. You're going to bump into them.
0: <laughs> True, especially if you have like common interests, or, or like you both like to go bouldering. Eventually, you're going to bump into that guy because there's like five places to go bouldering, right? So
2: yeah. Or colleagues in common, or you'll meet them again in a job that you're going to, you know, apply for in the next five years, and you know, <laughs> so you got to be nice to people. <laughs>
0: And don't burn all those bridges. That guy could be interviewing you for that job at like uh, Siemens or something like, oh, crap. (laughs) I I shouldn't have have ghosted that guy. As the
2: saying goes, be nice to people on your way up because you don't know who you'll meet on the way down.
0: Ooh, yeah. There it is. Chopping the wisdom bomb right here. (laughs) Now, when when you first moved to Berlin and and you started dating, you didn't have any idea about this book, right? Did did this came later or were you like, I'm going to do this social experiment and write about it?
2: Oh, yeah. Like, I had no intentions of ever being a writer. Like, I mean, that's not my background at all. Um, but for years, people were saying, like, Lulu, you've had such amazing stories, such funny stories and mental ones, you know, that they were like, oh, you should write a book. And I was like, not a writer. Why would I do that? And so uh, it came about out of frustration after I met a guy just before Corona lockdown and... Uh, he basically had cheated on me and I thought, well, do you know what now, instead of crying about another man, I'm just going to write it down. And it all just came pouring out and I kept writing for a year and a half about all my different experiences. And then the book just came about. I'm a natural writer, it seems.
0: That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's a re- that's really quick. That's a quick and, book. And you were, you were able just to off your head, remember all of these dates and all of these people. Like, I feel like I'd be like, ah, where did we go? What did we do? I wouldn't remember, you know, cause it's like, cause it's, cause it, it was like at that, by that point, what, five years of your life, basically, that you're...
2: I have an insane long-term memory. I couldn't tell you what I did yesterday, but I could tell you what I did this day five years ago. And uh, no, so what happened was I had this guy, well, air quotes, Aaron is his name. Aaron and I were seeing each other for two months, and then one day he sat me down... In a cafe, and he told me that he was seeing two other girls behind my back. And I said, Right, oh, is this mm. like, but is this a sexual thing, or do you actually have connections with them? And he said, I have connections with them. So we broke up. It was a little bit dramatic. And um, as I said, I didn't really cry about it. I just came home and I wrote about it. But then it opened the floodgates to this um, abusive relationship that I had suffered in 2015 when I first moved to Berlin. I'd actually been in a nine month emotionally abusive relationship without realizing it at the time. And fast yeah. forward to 2020, when that when when I started to write, I actually realized, oh shit, I was in an abusive relationship. That's why I felt all like these feelings during this time. I knew that it was a a bad relationship. I knew something wasn't right, and so I wrote the first chapter about my ex. Uh, what was his name in it? Air quote Steve. Um, so I have like the first, what, 30 or 40 pages about that. And the lessons that I learned about toxic traits and people, red flags to look out for. So then after, um, the guy in 2020 cheated on me, I started to, I continued dating, but then if something, basically whatever, um, lessons that I learned from every other date, every other man, I started putting it down in this book that I started to write.
0: Wow. And, and have you found, cause I've heard, cause you've mentioned a couple of times, people, you know, coming to you and saying like, oh, I'm dating two other women or I cheated on you. Uh, I've heard from other people that, yeah, dating in Berlin, uh, everybody's a cheater, basically. Like, have you found that to be the truth? C- can a Berliner be loyal to someone? <laughs> that's that's oh, my question.
2: I mean, I have been cheated on so many times and like, they haven't all been like serious relationships, but they've been guys who are like, actually, I'm like dating someone else, but they don't tell me up, up front. Like, it's no problem to just let someone know, hey, I know we've just met, but you know, Currently, I'm not looking for anything serious. I like to date other people too. So then you can decide, do you want to continue dating this person or not? But
0: Yeah, they could just say, oh, this this isn't exclusive. You know, this is just a casual thing.
2: Yeah, but then this will go back to like when you asked me what advice would I give to people when they move to Berlin is don't expect someone to only be dating you exclusively until you have that conversation, you know? Mm. I mean, because it's like a sweet shop for us, right? I mean, there's so many hot people around the place. We're spoiled for choice.
1: 100%.
2: Right. So, like, you shouldn't expect that the person who you just met from Bumble is only going to be dating you for now. And that's what I used to think when I first moved to Berlin. Because in Ireland, before the um, apps came out in 2012, when you met someone, you'd go on three or four dates with them. And then you were actually in an exclusive relationship with them. And it was such a sweet time to be alive, honestly. But (laughs) (laughs) easy. Now it's just, it's just, um, people are cheating left, right, and center because people are afraid of being dishonest. And they're probably. They probably don't want to be dishonest because they're also afraid of, afraid of having an uncomfortable conversation with someone.
0: So like your advice would be just be aware of that. And maybe a month into relationship, just be like, Hey, just be honest with me. I won't be mad. Are are you seeing other people just so I know what the deal is and you know, just make it And then they can just let you know. And if you're cool with it, great. If not, you can be like, all right, well, this isn't going to work out and... Yeah. And let's wrong. stay friends.
2: Cause you know, that can happen. I mean, I have, um, I've, I've got a few male friends who I used to date and we're friends now and now we're all the best of pals and that's how your, your social circles grow as well. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Be nice to people because like, yeah, I mean, we all have feelings and it's going to hurt at some point, but, um, it's all about open and honesty and communication, you know?
1: Do you find, um, I think I see this a lot more in Berlin than I have other places is people are way more open to polyamorous relationships And a monogamy is not like necessarily the, like the, the helped, what's the word? Like the, the first choice, I guess. The majority? (laughs) The majority, I guess. Yeah. Uh,
2: I haven't really come across anyone personally who only, well, okay, guys online, obviously they're like, oh, by the way, I'm actually in an open relationship. There's plenty of them online, but I haven't suddenly met a guy who's openly saying "Um, I'm not monogamous. Uh, there's okay. plenty of it here and I think it's great I think it's really cool that people want to date many people at the same time and have many, relation, many relationships at the same time I I mean I applaud it because it's hard enough having one relationship
1: <laughs> for sure yeah it just it just sounds like a, I, I, have, uh, I have no problems with it I think that if, you, if that's if that's your deal that's great I just think it would be absolutely exhausting yeah
2: and you know there's children you know from, from one marriage and then they have the extra come in and, and things like that or am I allowed to say extra <sighs> Um, right.
0: Is that healthy for the kids? I don't know.
2: Yeah, who knows? <laughs> it's, it's insane.
0: That's a lot. But I think with, <laughs> with, with all that, with polyam- polyamory and all that, like, as long as you're 100% honest from the get-go, then I think it's fine. But, but what, yeah. I, what I have problems with people who aren't honest about it, and then that leads to some bad situations you know, coming down. And actually, yeah. that kind of leads into, can you remember top one or two worst dates you've ever had in Berlin?
2: Yeah, I have the the winner of all, like, dating stories. This is, like, my party piece, basically. Uh, I love telling the story. I met a guy on Tinder back in 2018. Um, he looked like a bad boy in his pictures, but he was he was hot, right? And, like, I can't mm. remember what his actual profile said now, but um, I met this guy anyway, uh, and I talk about him at length in the book. I called him Al because he looks like a gangster, and I just saw, like, Al Pacino. Anyway, we so called him <laughs> Al, and... Um, so I met Al in Kreuzberg. We went for a walk and we landed ourselves in a bar at one point. And I, I said to him, um, I don't know how I came up onto the subject, but something taught me to ask him. I asked him, had he ever been to jail? He told me he had. He explained what he had done when he was a teenager living in New York. And I said, all oh, right, so like how many years of your life have you spent in prison? And he said, 17. And I was trying oh, to God. do the math. Yeah, I was your to life? Do the math yeah, in my head. Jesus. I was like, right, so, like, when's the last time you got out of prison? And he was like, oh, well, I'm actually, like, out on good behavior at the moment. And I was like, fuck, I don't not believe you because you look like absolute crap. Like, you know, you, you like, really look like a gangster. And, yeah. uh, and I asked him what he did. And he proudly, like, announced that he had chopped a man's head off. Right? Honest to God. So
0: Jesus. <laughs> Hold on
2: a second. Wait,
0: in, in New York or in Germany?
2: Here in Berlin, but he was from New York. Oh my God. And he'd come over here and he was out on a 10-year, he was out on good behavior for a 10-year manslaughter charge. And I, um, I believed him, he told me a few more stories and uh, basically the date ended and uh, I go into detail in the book how it ended, but I basically Googled him and his face came up on two newspaper articles. I'm not even kidding. Like everything that he had told me was true. Um, At
1: least he was honest, right?
2: Yeah, he was honest. Like, during the date, he was like, but don't worry, I'd never heard a woman. And I was like, sure, that's grand. So come home and meet my parents. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this man was a psycho and... (laughs)
0: I'd never hurt you I'd, 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 I'd kill your dad but i would never hurt you Come on.
2: <laughs> exactly super funny story and like um i won't give it all away on the show but it's in the book and i have been telling that story for like i'd say every week when it first happened and you know five years later i'm still telling it on a, on a monthly basis
0: because that's huge I mean, I mean, yeah but, it's So huge. So, you, so you, but you stuck around until the end of the day like I, I, how what are you going to do? You, can't, I, I, can't run, you don't no, want to no, run away from no, no, no. I, I, I'm sure there's some girls that would be like, uh, I'm going to use the bathroom. And then they would just like walk out the back door or whatever. Just There was no
2: back door of this bar. That's why I was in the front with him.
0: <laughs> but, but was it more like, but Was it more like a plan? Like, okay, I need to placate this guy. Just make sure not, not to get him angry. So I'll, I'll stick it out for another hour. I mean, then... he
1: did his time. He's still a person, right?
2: I mean, he told me he wouldn't hurt me. So I was like, okay, well, let's get another oh, beer, you know? Fair. Yeah. No, no. Uh, honestly, at that point, <laughs> I was sitting in a bar on a Friday night where a place where I knew a friend. Kind of just walked in and at that point it was just words and i believed him because he was giving off all the bad boy vibes but i was i was more entertaining and i was like oh so tell me more and blah, blah blah like not in that tone but i was like you know tell me more like what's going on and i remember he said to me am i scaring you at all and i was like no it's fine like i don't mind and i really wasn't scared until we left the bar together because we were both going up to cut bus a tour Oy,
1: which is scary by itself you know
2: yeah which is exactly <laughs> And so um, it was only when we left the bar together and it was like one o'clock in the morning, I did feel very uncomfortable because I didn't know if he was going to maybe like, you know, just attack me or something, but he didn't. He did grab me and kiss me and I let him have it because I was like, fuck it, just take it. Just don't take my head, you know. Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, what a point to be at. Like, I'd rather rather this than him just like murdering me here in the middle of the Ubon station. My heart's pumping so fast right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't even know what I would do. Yeah, God.
2: It's insane. Yeah, yeah. So uh, for your listeners, read the book if you want to hear what happens after.
0: <laughs> God, there's no, there's no topping that. Like, no, no, there it's, isn't. Not it's even... great.
2: Like, it's always a mic drop situation, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, for, for sure. Wow. And, uh, and speaking of your book, just so we can remind everybody now, where can everybody find your book
2: Dating in Berlin, Tales of Modern Love and Relationships. I'm currently on Amazon. Uh, you can also buy from my website, datinginberlinbook.com, and you'll see me around Berlin um, come spring. I'm going to go to the markets so you can buy it from me personally. Although I'm going oh, to, nice. like, you're not, I'm not going to, yeah, I'm still trying to, you know, keep myself not, I don't want people to really know how I look because I still want my privacy. So, like, I'm going to, be, you know, maybe straightening my hair and like looking a bit different because uh you know it's not that I'm going to be you know thronged by people trying to like know me or anything but to have privacy is very important for me as well but I still wanted to yeah, share my yeah. story to help people because my book is just full of educational it, you know it's it, it's a book that people need to to read if they want to learn about just dating in general it doesn't have to be just in Berlin um but yeah I just wanted to to get the word out how to how to date properly and learn from my mistakes you know
1: that's wonderful. So I'm really happy we're able to have this conversation with you to have a better, uh, deeper understanding and perspective of dating in Berlin or dating in, in general.
0: Yeah. I mean, of course, we've, we've ended it on you could possibly date an axe murderer if you date in Berlin. Like, but, but do you think, tippy top, <laughs> but would you still recommend this, people come to Berlin, try to find love? Like, Do you think it's still possible?
2: I mean, yeah, look, I know plenty of weddings, um, marriages that have come from Tinder. I mean, anything can happen. You know what I mean? It just depends on yourself as well. You need to also have, you need to know yourself and you need to have a bit of self-esteem and you need to know your boundaries before you go dating as well, because I didn't when I was, when I first met this abusive guy, when I moved here in 2015, I didn't know anything about dating and toxic traits to look out for in people. So. I mean, I would of course, I'll recommend it anywhere in the world. At the end of the day, you can also just have great, like, meet interesting people, discover the city with these people, learn about yourself through other people's stories and all that. And as I said, you can always grow your social circles from online dating. So I'm still all for it. I'm exhausted doing it myself. Like I, I had, I've been on like probably two hundred dates in eight years. You know. So I mean, I think I'm allowed to hang up my um, what do you say, my gloves? Is it?
1: Yeah, hang up, hang up the gloves.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm done. My boxing gloves have been um up now but yeah for sure i would recommend that people use online dating but i would also recommend that people talk to people face to face in bars and you know put on the tourist mode of standing at the bus stop where you stand every morning and asking the hot guy oh does the bus go in this direction or this direction you know yeah you know chat to someone face to face. you know sprinkle
0: some old school in there exactly the the way people used to meet each other by just like talking to each other
1: vinyls are coming back let's bring back like talking to people
2: exactly i think we should there needs to be a movement just say hi to people in person you know
1: Let's start it right now. It's hard to do. It's, it's really hard to say hi to people uh, randomly in Germany, but we're going to start it here. You heard it here first, everybody. We're we are, starting it. you are starting the
0: fad. Us
1: and Lulu Johnson. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's a great That's a great way to th- wrap things up with something positive, I think. Yes. So thank you again so much. We were with Lulu Johnson, and she has a book out called Dating in Berlin, Tales of Modern Love and Relationships. Go ahead grab it on Amazon. Why not? What do, yeah. you, have to, what do you have to lose other than gaining all kinds of information and knowledge? Come on. Exactly. So oh. much info and <laughs> thank you again so much yeah, thank you so much for thank coming thank you us.
2: guys thanks a lot
1: So again, that was Lulu Johnson, who wrote Dating in Berlin, Tales of Modern Love and Relationships, and I had an absolute blast talking to her. I wish we could have done that for longer.
0: Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, but Alex wanted to do it under an hour. He's very stickler when it comes to me well, uh, having good content. He's like, no, let's like shorten that shit. It's also
1: Zoom was like 45 minutes and it was over. So was, don't blame it on <laughs> I'm me. i like, just yeah. with you. Man. Maybe it's like a huge <laughs> dickhead right now. She's listening to this. Like, wow, Alex does not want to talk to me at all. I had a great time, Lulu, if you're listening to this. That was fun. Yeah no yeah I, I, Dick uh, <laughs> just <fucking.
0: laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, g- great story. I mean, I want to read the rest of the book. I mean, you know, I'm definitely
1: like, gonna read it now. I, I read like I said, I read the first few chapters. I'm definitely gonna uh, dive in that, and I think I'm gonna finish. It's, it's it sounds super interesting, and I really want to hear what happened with the uh, the guy who chopped someone's uh, head off. Absolutely.
0: Know? Now now like you know we, we 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 always like to do our research, you know. But she sent over a um, a small PDF of like. 15, 20 pages of her book, yeah. you know, for us to look over. Cause we didn't we, we don't want to also give away her entire book because, you know, then why would you want to buy the book if we yeah,
1: definitely go buy it. I'm gonna go buy it right after this right meow uh, on Amazon.
0: But yeah, it's always fun. I mean like it's it's funny because like you you don't need you you have no idea what it's like to date in Berlin because no. you, you met your I mean no
1: small like a small little thing. I just I just did I just did you, like for, one, those,
0: for those first five hours. Just like, yeah. like one <laughs> date, with... <laughs> <laughs> date with one person. Just, yeah. Um I I I did um my share of dating and yeah, it was awful. Like it was, I, I hated it. Like <laughs> I, that was before apps and stuff, right? No, I mean like through apps, you run an app. Yeah. I mean, I, I, but I also like, I, I feel like the people I met through barbecues and friends and stuff, those ended up being more meaningful, lasting longer. I never had one app date that went beyond the first date. Yeah. No, okay. okay. And I guess this is my personal experience, but like my time with, uh, with German women, at least the ones I, not, I'm not labeling just the ones I dated, it was very mechanical, kind of like business job interview style. Right, yeah, and yeah. So, the, so the, all the dates were not fun. And when I tried to throw in humor, they kind of looked at me like I was crazy. And and, I, and so there was a point where I, I don't know if I knew, yeah, around the time I met you, I had, I had for like a year, I was like, I'm never going to date a German woman ever. If I find out, uh, if somebody hits, sets me up with somebody and I found they're German, I'm not even going to meet with them. Like it's not even worth it. And look at you now, you're marrying a German. Yeah. But when I first met her, I thought she was uh, Dutch. Oh, she doesn't have a thick German accent. And so I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. And so that's, that's the only reason I, if I'd known before, I probably would have avoided her, to be honest. You see, yeah. you see what happens, everyone, yeah. when you limit yourself. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm done with that. And so yeah. Like, yeah. You um, you got him, Jeff. Now you're married. You, you, yeah. you. But again, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm married to the most lovely German woman ever. So, and, and you, and you, you were with a German woman. So, like, obvi- obviously, this whole like all Germans are bad is wrong, obviously. Oh uh, yeah, so, it um, is. But um, but anyways, you, you know how it is. You have some experiences and you become bitter, and so yeah, that's fair. Um,
1: actually, no, I, actually, no, I, you I, don't know because I don't. He, he met he met his girlfriend. I'm first happy day. that Lulu took her her experiences and wrote uh, a really interesting book about it. Instead of being bitter, she took that bitterness and made a book, which
0: is I think awesome. And if you're moving to Berlin, what a, I think that's a good because from what we read, it's not only a good introduction to dating in Berlin, but she also, it's like a love letter to Berlin in a way. You it know? is, like, yes. Um, so I think if you're moving to Berlin, a good way to prepare yourself maybe. You yeah. Know? I mean, listen to us and read that book. Yeah. Well, first, yeah, listen to every episode of ours.
1: Every, all 137?
0: And, and, then, and then buy the book, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, first, us. The podcast. And yeah. then
1: then the book. <laughs> okay. Just being a little.
0: And then fourth. The whiskey. Th- this uh, Frankfurt whiskey.
1: Yeah, this, this Frankfurt Hessish whiskey. It's called... Hessisch Whiskey. It's 42% alcohol malt whiskey from Hessen, Deutschland. Is there there
0: a date at the bottom of the front label? (sighs) No, 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 no. The very bottom of the front? It's like established...
1: It says batch 2022. So maybe it was May 2022, and this is now a year old? I know it can't be. No, No, I I really don't know. I don't know if it's a blended, I don't know if it's single malt. I mean, just say malt, but not single
0: malt. But but we've we've seen a few whiskeys that really just gave very little information, and then it kind of makes you wonder is there a reason they're hiding information or it's just like, they're like, eh, you don't need it. Just try it. the Germans
1: it. Are like, hey guys, it's whiskey. Drink it and stop like being pedantic about everything. Let's do know? that one last sippy and see what happens. Cheers. Cheers. So my left nose is working better now. I was going to say, can you even taste anything? I can, but it's nothing really strong for me. It just tastes like a pretty
0: decent whiskey. There's nothing really special about it. Okay. In my clear nose, I'm finding it very tasty. Really? Yes. Okay. I- I'd give it... um I don't know. I'm. I, I mean, I. You saw I did a refill mid episode, which means I'm liking it. Yeah, I don't do that for all. It's uh, true. One, one last sippy. One last little sippy. It's just a good bold flavor. Nice burn. Is it? Um. It's a young for a young whiskey. It tastes pretty good. Like I. I might go as high as an eight. Okay. It's uh um, somewhere between a seven point. You, you talk and I'll think about it. I, I'm
1: gonna go. Uh, okay, like I said, <laughs> for me it just tastes like a pretty good whiskey. I'm not getting a lot of flavor because my right nose is not working. My my nostril, if you will. Yeah, I'm really not getting that much flavor, but that's not the whiskey's fault. I don't blame you, it's just whiskey. But based on what I do taste, it tastes pretty good. And going off off what you said, I'm just gonna go with an eight with like a star next to it, meaning like no, no asterisk. And then at the bottom of the page, it says like mm. at the way bottom underneath whiskey one, it's right. like that means Alex yeah, no, 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 no. No, just just a struggling I mean, emo- yeah, emoji, the struggle emoji. <laughs> you know, uh, do? Yeah.
0: next time like you come over, come over mine, I come over yours. I'll bring the whiskey. You take a little sip, so you can get like a. Uh, the real sip, you know, when you have yes. a clear head and then you know, then you know, then you can go away knowing you, you, you got the best it can give.
1: I mean, I tried one of those netty pots before we recorded, but now I'm, now my shirt's just wet. Oh, what? A netty pop? A netty pot. That's a, th- that nose
0: thing you gave me. Oh, you mean an, uh, NASA douche?
1: Yeah. In English, it's a
0: netty pot. I never heard of that. Oh. A netty? Yeah. What is a netty? I don't know. It's what it's called. What's in class? Oh. No, I've never heard of that.
1: Yeah, so I tried that, and I just made my shirt all wet, and my nose—I think more, more blocked. Now, so, but
0: I've had plenty of times when I was sick, and those things completely cleared me within like a minute. Like so, wow. I, yeah. So I—I I guess yours is pretty bad because it just went up against a wall. I think that's why I got you so oh, wet. Like it just blot. I just didn't. I don't
1: think I tilted my head. right. I want to try it again. Anyways, what's your what's your rating? I gave it an eight. What do you give it?
0: I don't know. I feel weird giving it an eight because it's such a young whiskey and it's just, I don't know, but like, but it just tastes pretty damn good. So it tastes just,
1: good. It tastes good. I'm only giving it an eight. I was going to give it like a six and a half, but because I, you said I'll, it was good. I'll give it an eight. Yeah, let's do eight. Let's, let's eat it. it up. It's pretty good. Come on. German whiskey, Hessisch whiskey. It should be hard to find. If you Google Hessisch whiskey, it might just pop up well, a whiskey let's, from Hessen. Let's order some more German whiskeys. I mean,
0: it, considering we we are a German Today expat live. podcast filmed in, or recorded in Germany we've had 130 something episodes. I think maybe like eight of them have been German whiskey. So good. Yeah, But eight. Yeah. And Germany has more distilleries than uh, Scotland. Yeah. But they're harder to find. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, ordering online, that's and if you're asking why ordering them online is difficult. They're never on Amazon. They're never on kind of these popular um, whiskey Whiskey shops. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah.
1: Anyways, everyone, thank you so much for listening. And again, thank you to Lulu Johnson. Uh, I had a really good time talking to her and I hope all of you pick up her book. I know I will. And, uh, yeah enjoy your evening or day whatever you are doesn't matter stay safe stay healthy and stay thirsty and go talk to people in person yes go say hi to someone that's your that's your AGDW the AGDW homework go talk to a random person today yeah cheers to communication communication yeah let's do it let's do it a little honesty also uh happy birthday Jeff